With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. We have a great show for you tonight. I am going to be forthcoming and saying that I actually stole the topic of the show from our friends up in True North at True North Fantasy Football, but Trav did say it was okay. He is my Canadian bestie, so there we go. So we have a very special guest for you guys tonight, but until we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about a new challenge that I've been looking for, and that's why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office dynasty owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real nfl salaries adding the strategy of running an nfl franchise dynasty owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics so go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind not backwards slash leagues are forming now that's dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind we've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky if you're like me and know that you're better than most dynasty owner gives you the platform to prove it Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage a roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. So go to DynastyOwner.com today forward slash rewind. Validate your skills today. Again, DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind. Again, that's telling us that uh, we sent you. That helps us out a lot. So we appreciate it. So joining me today, we got Porkman. What's good, Porkman? And that that rocking chair of yours. He, open your eyes, man. You're going to fall asleep. Hey, I'm already <laughs> tired. Work's been killing me all week, man. Same. I'm, I'm here. I'm I'm waiting. Couldn't wait to uh, have the show with Bob today. Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, lit, as they would say. Uh, oh. So, <laughs> Nate, use that right. <laughs> Nate, how are we doing tonight? Hey, you know I'm the reigning champion of the 2020 drinking and knowing football. So I am feeling great. That that is true. How how hungover were you the next day? Um, 5 a.m. came really quick. I wasn't that hungover, but I was really tired. That's for um, sure. So next time we play that game, should the questions be harder or easier for you? Or were they? I thought they were really good. Yeah, great. Yeah, they were really good. My job is complete then. So our very special guest, now Chev's going to be along in a little bit. If you're listening to this and not watching live, which you should be, uh, Chev's going to be along in a little bit. So we'll say hi to him when he gets here. But our very special guest for the evening, we have Mr. Bob Harris with us. Bob, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting me on. <clears throat> I wish I could share my coffee with Pork Man, but he's going to have to do uh, do it on his own. And uh, I'm in the rocking stand So as I move around. Uh, you know, not a rocking yeah. chair. A rocking stand. Are you on a treadmill or something? Because the camera's going all over the place. <laughs> no, I have this contraption that rolls around wherever I go. 
uh, it has all my stuff on it, computer and things like that. And uh, there's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a unique setup. That's awesome, man. I love it. Well, like a little jalopy that cruises around the entire house. So wherever I am, I can be working. So you don't take it outside, do you? It can go outside. Really? Oh, man. Just make sure yeah. you wipe the wheels before you come back inside. <laughs> oh, so you're out. Well, I know you're out west somewhere. How's, how's the weather out here? It's pretty hot uh, where we are. It's a little, little, little toasty here as well. Uh, Albuquerque, not as bad as some places. I'm from uh, Tucson, Arizona where you will currently melt if you step outside your air conditioned door. So uh, here you like uh, just sweat. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I but can't it's live a dry heat. <laughs> heat is heat, man. It, it doesn't matter if it's dry heat or if it's massive humidity, it's, it's awful either way. Uh, all right. Hey, Sean wants to say hi, Sean, this Bob, this is our intern, Sean. Um, I would like to remind everyone that Sean is not getting paid for everything that he does for the show um, because he's not, he's just not going to get paid for anything that he does, but Sean, thank you. Um, he's been a great addition to a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for the dynasty rewind. So today we Sean, are, playing... don't feel bad. I'm not getting paid either, man. <laughs> Bob, I told you I will PayPal you whatever you want. Um, so today we're playing a game. I, uh, like I said, stole it from the true North boys. Uh, they're doing a great job up there. Friends of the show. Check them out at True North Fantasy Football. And this game is Redraft, Dynasty, or Fade. So uh, three players, close ADP, and then you just have to decide, do you want them for Redraft League, Dynasty League, or are you fading them? Some of these are going to be a little bit harder than others. So let's just get started with the first one. And I took all my ADP off DLF's website. It is June's ADP. July is not out yet because it's still July. Um, so these, are, these guys, oh, this is all single quarterback. I should... I should mention that it's not super flex. So numbers one, two, and three in ADP. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Redraft uh, Dynasty or Fade. See, that that's a hard one because you want them for both, I would say. But you have to you have to do it. So, Bob, why don't we start with you on this one? How how you how would you go about this? And also I should ask, are you more of a redraft guy, more of a dynasty guy, best ball? What uh, what would you consider your specialty to be? All of them, no specialty. Like to play all the, I mean, multiple leagues of all. I'll be well into double digit best balls before the season. I'll have five, what, five, six uh, pretty deep dynasty leagues, including one I'm drafting now, a startup. It's a 32 team, which would be split into two copies of every player, full IDP, 50 man rosters, uh, start 20. So, and, uh, and a couple other really cool dynasty leagues with some unique formats. So, I love that, and, and so yeah, I like it all. I'll be in twenty plus redraft leagues before the season starts. So nice. So uh, if I get to go first on this one, I'll take them in that order, I guess, for right now. I'll just I'll do the redraft dynasty fade on um, McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott, uh, in, in respectively. You know, just and look, I don't want to fade Elliott, but it's McCaffrey and Barkley. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's the way I would go, Nate. Uh, what do you think? You had your hand up. Yeah, um, I have a question for Bob after this, um, but I would actually go um, CMC for Dynasty. He just got that contract extension. I'll take it. I know it's a little different, but I mean, he hasn't been injured yet. Barkley has. Good point. I, I know the Panthers have some problems with the quarterback compared to the Giants, but I don't think that really matters for McCaffrey. He's going to get dump offs no matter what. Um, so I like his ceiling more than Barkley's. Um, I'll take Barkley for this year, though, um, and I will fade 
Zeke, just because I think McCarthy comes in, they throw the ball a ton and not a lot to the running back. So unfortunately, out of these three, he's my fade. Okay. Uh, what well, you could just ask your question real quick, then we'll get to Porkman. Oh, Bob, what is the most unique uh, fantasy football league you've ever played in? Uh, yeah, I get well. Number one, the Scott Fishbowl every year, including this year. I mean, it just it gets more unique, and uh, Scott Fish does a great job of setting it up. So, you know, there's always some some really bizarre things. That, and I think I talked to him last week, and what he said, I agree with. I mean, you could literally start this thing ten different ways, and for, you know, take ten different approaches and feel pretty good about the outcome. So, <clears throat> that would be one of them. Uh, the dynasty league that I'm currently in is, is pretty interesting with the, you know, it'll split off into two leagues, obviously that play each other in a and a B and then, you know, the one league will be the championship league and people will be relegated back and forth depending on their success. So two copies of every player. I haven't, this is, that's the first league I've done like this. Uh, and, uh, there's one, uh, Gary Davenport, uh, does an IDP is called a death match. And it's a huge, monstrous league with some really unique IDP requirements, you know, certain numbers of linemen, certain numbers of cornerbacks, things you don't usually see. That would be the weirdest because, and I only say that because as I'm sitting there struggling to put in my 100 lineups each week, uh, it's one that's the hardest. Oh, lineup battle action. So it takes me about two weeks to get it all figured out once again every year. (laughs) So. Just want everyone that's listening, gentlemen out there, um, when your wives say you're in too many leagues, you're not. Bob said this it's fine. This is why I have cats instead of a wife. <laughs> See, but, but Bob said it's fine. You could join as many leagues as you want. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and my wife was like, you're in too many leagues. I'm like, well, I host a podcast, so I kind of have to. So I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to sound stupid, right? Yeah. So, uh, Porkman, yeah, uh, let's go to freaking question was goofy, Andy. Oh. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that the question that I gave you is no good. Do no, you want no, me to no, do no, some no, more no. trivia questions where no, Charlie no, Fry is an answer? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm actually kind of with Nate with this one. Um, I think Mike McCarthy is really going to mess up the dynamic of the Cowboys offense. Um, and they got tons of weapons. They just want Dak to throw the ball. It seems like to me they want him to be the hero of the team, which is goofy because Zeke is the He's the muscle of that offense. Um, Between McCaffrey and Saquon, it's like a toss-up. To me, it really doesn't matter. Um, I would say – I would guess I would take CMC for Dynasty and Saquon for uh, for redraft. Um, You know CMC is going to get his – he's going to get all his catches. Saquon, hopefully he'll get his catches. That's a whole new offense as well. Um, Jason Garrett is really good with his running back – with his offensive coordinator when he was with um with the Cowboys. So hey, either one I would take, but yeah, we'll yeah, I so I think that's true. And I and I guess you know the hair splitting I was doing with Barkley and McCaffrey is just a little slightly heavier, just a little bit more mileage. And, and to McCaffrey's credit, I mean I think he does not take big hits, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's one of the things like if we talk about Derrick Henry, you know, he's delivering blows and not taking them. I think there, you know, there's a difference in running back hits if we're at this level and we're splitting the hairs. Uh, but the point you made, Portman, about uh, about uh, the new offensive coordinator situation for for kind of everybody there, right? McCaffrey has a new coach coming in, a new staff that doesn't really know much. Uh, Jason Garrett does have a good history with running backs. I like that. So I just, I guess, I'm going with the bigger, more athletic guy over the long haul that has 
slightly fewer touches. But, I mean, we're really hair-splitting here uh, at this level. All right. Um, as for me, I'm just going to go – I'll take whoever I can get, wherever. I don't care. Uh, but more importantly, that's the good thing about being the host is I really don't have to answer the question. I just have to ask it. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that we got Chev here. Chev, what's good, man? What is going on, boys? Glad I could finally make it on for you guys. Yeah. Um, so, Chev, Bob, Bob, Chev, you are all now acquainted. Um, Hi, Bob. Would you like the very Eddie. first question of the night? Sure, hit me. Redraft Dynasty or fade? Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, or Ezekiel Elliott? Their ADPs oh, are one, two, and three, respectively. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, firing off right at the gates. That's what oh I do. man, um, probably redraft. I'm gonna want Christian McCaffrey. Dynasty, I want some Saquon, and I'm gonna fade Zeke. And it's like, like Bob said earlier, you don't want to fade Zeke, but out of this grouping, no, it's and it's nothing against him, but look what he's up against. All right, so yeah, this whole this whole conversation is uh, why we heard Zeke yesterday say, "Put some respect on my name." Uh, right. he, I mean, honestly, it's you know, if you're throwing someone out, it's you know, it feels painful to throw him out, uh, just knowing what the workload's going to be, no matter what. I think yeah. what Porkman said again holds true. We'll see what McCarthy does, but that's. That's it. It's like the little bit of unknown that they're bringing in with that staff. It's a little, I just, I kind of tend to agree with all those things. Maybe they want to get a little more out of Prescott, but man, it's a tough call. And with everything with COVID going on, I mean, we don't know exactly if he has the antibodies or not, but I mean, if he does, he's going to be the safest choice. I don't know how it works right now, but you never know. Yeah, True. We shall find out. All right. Next one. Um, Chev, I know what how this one's going to be for you. So I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, we got Dallas Goddard at 104. And Chev, you had missed it when I said it before. This is June's <laughs> DLF ADP, and it is single quarterback, okay? So okay. Dallas Goddard at 104, Tyler Higby at 105, and Mike Gusecki at 108. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, Goddard's my 101 of tight ends this year, especially in that bet with me and Nate. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go dynasty with Goddard's. Redraft, I think I'm going to want Higby, and I'm going to fade Gusecki, I think. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. That is absolutely the way I would go, too. But, um, Bob, how about yourself? Well, none of these are extremely trustworthy guys, yet they haven't proved much. But I probably, over the long term, I think Goddard is the guy I like the best. But I'm going to just want to be different and say Gusecki. Um, loved the late season run last year. You can make the argument for Higby uh, until like Jordan Reed or somebody shows up, or maybe we'll see more Gerald Everett this year. That's entirely possible. It was just such a, you know, such a unique run late last season, right? I mean, we hadn't seen, it was like a historic. And and whenever I see someone make a brief historic run, I tend to think, well, you know, someone's going to overpay for that. And uh, so I tend to dial it back a little bit and look for other ways. I think Kaseki and Chan Gailey's offense, we saw him last year, work out of the it was a big slot like a ton right that's not going to change with Gailey and that creates more mismatches um like the young quarterback they say this kid is good this Tua Tonga Viola Viloa uh I can't even he's so good I can't even say his name uh and uh and so you know it's like all these guys seem a little speculative to me Goddard I think is the safest role going forward we know at some point Earth is going to be moving on the Eagles' offense is going to lean heavily on the tight end, so you could make that argument pretty well. Um, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to shift the other way and just go with uh, Gasecki as the dynasty pick for me. Okay, uh, Nate, how about yourself? 
Yeah, so for Dynasty, I'm going to go with Gusecki. Um, I think he he's the youngest of the group, I believe, and I like that offense. I like the team that they're building down in Miami. I think they're building it really smart. Um, I was surprised they didn't take a running back this year, but I think it was a smart thing to not take a running back this year as they yeah. set up for the future. Um, yeah, but they did. Well, I like what they did with the running back room there, though. And yes. They did it pretty cheaply as well, so yep. you can't can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah, so they got a great offense coming. Gasicki's going to have the lion's share of targets at tight end. Um, he's got no competition there, and I think he's going to thrive for many years going forward. Um, these other two guys, I do like Higby a lot. Um, I don't know if I can place my trust in him, not because of what he can do, but because of Sean McVay. McVay is going to always keep it different. He's not going to just sit with a one-two formation the rest of the year. Um, they drafted Van Jefferson, which makes me think they still want to have all those uh, three wide receiver sets. So Best I'm route gonna... runner in the class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to fade Higby just because, you know, Everett's there. Higby did get the extension, right? I think Higby got a contract extension, so mm-hmm. he could yeah. be good. But uh, I'm going to take Goddard for redraft because there's still – with the COVID offseason and rookie wide receivers, Goddard's still going to get a lot of targets in this so offense. What, so what I heard is I'm going to win the bet with you, I believe, is what I heard. No. So, <laughs> so, so is anyone a little worried? You know, if, I mean, I know McVay is, is a little bit, but he's you know been talking about getting the you know Everett more involved. We we all thought Everett was the guy they drafted in the you know that kind of Jordan Reed mold, that athletic get down the field guy, and it turned out you know mm-hmm. look, you know you could say something for the chemistry that Goff and Higby obviously had, or maybe it would have more to do with the fact that, you know, Brandon Cooks wasn't really available and Everett wasn't really available and maybe with circumstances dictating. Uh, so I just think for the pricing is what makes the difference for me. And also, man, Brian Flores, what a, I, I just, I, like, I'm not a fan of teams, but I'm a fan of what teams are doing to build for success. And clearly the, the Dolphins were in a situation where they need to build for long-term. You take a guy, from the most successful franchise in your division and you build on that and you commit to it. Not, I don't think this is going to be a two year, three year. Oh, we got to get rid of them. This is a commitment to, to, uh, to building a, a culture in that organization. And I think they picked the right guy to build it on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Porkman, you want to wrap this one up? Cause and just so you know, what I did was I wrote a bunch down cause I didn't know how long that each one was going to take. So I'm just going to pick either the hardest ones from here on out or the worst ones where everyone's like, uh, so, uh, but pork man, you want to wrap this one up? Um, oof, okay. So for dynasty, I'm a, I'm a ride with Chev and go with Goddard with him. Um, I feel as though, um, I'm not really sure how long Ertz is going to be there. I know they gave him a little bit of an extension, but he is getting a little bit long in the tooth. And for him to produce while Ertz is there, that is very, very well for his future. Um, for redraft, I'm going to go Gusecki. Um, I love myself some Gusecki. I had him. I bought him a couple a couple leagues last year. And I'm going to fade on Higby. Not because I don't like him, but I feel as though, like what Nate is saying, I, think, I don't think they're going to be running as much 12 personnel as they did last year at the end of the year. They're going to, um, like my boy Van Jefferson or Josh Reynolds. I think Reynolds. if they have, <laughs> what'd you say? Josh Reynolds, for sure. Set nah. all my best ball shares. 
Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got, I got. <laughs> no, but I think, I think he he's in love with that three wide receiver set, and if he can get somebody that can move cut back into the slot, because when he was outside, he didn't really have too much success running man to man. So I I think if you can slide cut back in the slot and put out the Reynolds or Jefferson outside, <laughs> that's going to just kick Higby out of the equation. So that, that's where I'll go. Okay, um, here's my next one. Wait a second. Wait, wait. What? Bob, do you think who scores more points in PPR this year, Goddard <laughs> or Ertz? It'll be Ertz more in PPR, <laughs> but but the, the train is coming, right? I mean, it's you know, I, and yeah, I, it's on the way. Uh, well, well, you know, long in the tooth. I'm thinking, child, please, uh, you, you guys. <laughs> Ertz is not like I'm long in the tooth. Ertz is just a mature tight end. Uh, uh, no, I I do think this is heading in that direction. And I mean, even you know, Ertz has said it. Ertz said it heading into last season. My targets are going to go down. I think you're going to continue to see that. Um, and maybe if some of the receivers, or more than one of the receivers, or at least any of their receivers, stays stay healthy this year, uh, that maybe makes a difference in the entire dynamic too. So. Um, but they're going to play both those guys as long as they're there. I like Goddard. I think Goddard's a great talent over the course of time. I just don't know when that time is going to come, so I'm not really going to overinvest in it just yet. If there, if there are other viable options for me for a long-term play. Okay. I think Zach Ertz lasts longer with the Eagles than Goddard. Hmm. Maybe so. I think Goddard moves. I think Goddard it's, moves when his contract runs awesome. up and the Earth, they give Maybe Ertz to Dallas. Contract. He should have went to Dallas in the first place. Yeah, that's what the that's what Dallas says. Both <laughs> Dallas's. So I'll, I'll be if anyone needs me, I'll be throwing up in my mouth in the corner. I'm an Eagles fan, Bob. So, um, all right, next one: James Connor at 69, David Johnson at 73, or Darius Geis at 74. Um, so the resident Darius Geis fan here is Porkman. So we're going to start with you. I didn't put Antonio Gibson on here because there's no rookies. Um, oh, you this 21 minutes in? Bob, I do want to let you know, do not ever say anything negative about Antonio Gibson on Twitter. He'll come after you. Um, Porkman could tell you all about that at some point in time. But Porkman, who you got? James Conner, David Johnson, or Darius Geis? Or were, what are you doing with that one? I'm, I'm sorry is what I should have said. No, you're good. Um, obviously, Darius Geis is my dynasty. Um just basically by age and the way he came out uh he was probably the top running back coming out or the second best running back coming out of that class in my opinion it's just he's had some unlucky injuries um redraft that's a tough one give me james connor because because when he gets the ball he does he is extremely productive it's just he can't stay healthy, and that's the same issue with David Johnson as well. Um, I just know David Johnson. I'm fading David Johnson, but I am a David Johnson truther as well. But he does have a ton of injuries, and uh, he's going to get the volume. But I don't know if it's going to be like Carlos Hyde volume and Lamar Miller volume or his regular volume. That's the part that I'm kind of worried about. Um and Deshaun Watson is not really a passer to the backfield as well, so yeah. that is his best. Uh, that's his best trait. So, oof, that's a that's a tough one. That's a good one, Mike. You're welcome. Yes, uh, <laughs> Connor redraft Johnson fade, and I'm slamming the book on Darius guys for dynasty. 
right. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's ask the pro. How are you feeling about Darius Geis for Dynasty, Bob? Uh, so I do. I'm a Darius Geis lover. Um, but honestly, I mean, we don't know what we're getting. We're just we're we saw like what seven plays, Porkman, and we right, think right. he's the best thing ever. So, um, like, I'm probably gonna go there. So. If you ever listen to my serious show, you know how this works. Uh, if there's a top 10, I get to pick like 13 guys. Uh, if we're fading one, redrafting one, and Dynasty being one, I totally changed all those rules. I'm fading everyone but guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, no, if, if I had to pick it, I would probably <clears throat> I, I, I'd do the same. I mean, I keep thinking, you know, Carlos Hyde fell for 1,000 yards last year, basically. I mean, it, so the workload is there. If David Johnson turns back into the David Johnson of past years, uh, you know, this will only look like a really stupid deal instead of a really, really stupid deal <laughs> uh, to ship DeAndre Hopkins away. So uh, I'm going to go with Connor. If he stays healthy, he's obviously the Mike Tomlin will run the wheels off him, according to Willie Parker and Richard Mendenhall and Levian Bell. And he's, he's that coach, you know, he wants that feature back and, and mm-hmm. as long as uh, as long as Connor's in the locking up my position, so he's my redraft pick. I'll go with guys just based on nothing but hope and love. And sorry, <laughs> David Johnson, we hardly knew you. So I think this is our 60, 70 or something episode. I don't know, but that might be the first Richard Mendenhall mention ever on the episode or on the show. You're welcome. Well, thank you for that. Um, Chev, what about you? Who you got for these guys here? James Conner, David Johnson, Darius Geis. Yeah, so I've, I've been on the Geis train for a while, too. So I'm still rolling with Geis in Dynasty. I'm still holding out hope. I know Porkman really loves this guy, Antonio Gibson, but I think Geis can win that job. Um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with um, James Conner as well. I think they're going to run the, run the ball a lot with him, and I think their offense is going to be a lot better this year, and hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, so it's just a good story for him beating cancer and all that too. So I always want to root for that guy. And, you know, David Johnson is probably one of my favorite players being in Arizona. Now he got us a uh, good old Deandre Hopkins. So I'm still hoping for a good year, but I'm going to fade him. Okay. Nate, how about yourself? So I'm going to follow suit and I'm not a guy's truther, but I'm going to take him in dynasty just because I do not want any part of these other two guys in dynasty. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take James Conner in redraft. I think James Conner will outscore the other two guys this year. Um, he's extremely effective when he's healthy. And when he's healthy, like Bob said, they're going to give him a huge workload. I did a little thread on Twitter. And when he was healthy, they gave him 20-plus touches I'm pretty consistently when he was healthy. And he was pretty effective. Um, like he... Yeah, he was more effective than Dalvin Cook per touch, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Barkley, and Elliott per touch for fantasy points. So when he's getting the ball, he's doing great. It's just, is he going to stay healthy this year? And his contract runs up after the season. Steelers have said they are making no efforts to extend him, which is the smart idea. And uh, so I don't want him in Dynasty, but I would like him in Redraft. And then I'm listen, listen, Nate. Listen, hey, hey, wait. I can't yeah. let this go okay. on any further. Oh, no. I didn't come here for Dalvin Cook slander. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dalvin Cook. I'm not against Dalvin Cook. Um, but I am fading David Johnson. And if I say that out loud, it makes me think I should really be buying up 
Duke Johnson, shouldn't I? A D Johnson's oh. gonna be leading that backfield. That's all I gotta say. You know what, Jeff? Great point. <laughs> Just get D Johnson. Text him. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get Duke Johnson. Maybe trade him for more. I mean, his value might go up because people might think he's uh the old real Johnson. You never know. Yeah. Right. The, the Houston Texans with two of the ten highest paid running backs in the NFL on their roster. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Goofy. <laughs> um. All right. Well, for me, I'll just do this real quick. Uh, James Conner for redraft. I'm going to – you're going to like this. Sometimes you got to zig one other zag, go all in. I'm going to go David Johnson for Dynasty. Hope that he has a great year and sell him to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. And I'm fading Darius Geis because saying that I'm fading that, he probably tore something. Um, so next one. Oh, wait a minute. Come <laughs> on, man. You see, those, you see those workout videos? Come on. You see yeah. them hamstrings, bro? He said, wait on me. Wait till I'm healthy. I, I don't care. My wife puts workout – videos on instagram and i i'm pretty sure like she couldn't hold up to the rigors of an nfl season either so it's it doesn't matter um all right so next one this is all backup running backs and this is going to be great so boston scott is at 156 chase edmonds is at 157 and damian harris is at 164 yeah you're welcome for that bob let's start with you because i love torturing our guests with awful questions <laughs> uh redraft there's there's really no win here for any of these guys, right? So I mean, you're hoping for disaster for any of this. Well, that, that, so hard. Boston Scott and redraft because that like requires the least amount of disaster. Maybe he has a role chipping in if they don't add, you know, somebody to play alongside. I mean, we've all seen the talk. Maybe Devonta Freeman. We know the Eagles want to play a committee if they possibly can. So maybe he gets a little piece of that. Beyond that, I mean. Kenyon Drake is not a credible yet, you know, feature back, right? We've seen a narrow band uh, and it was really good and I'm pretty impressed and I'll invest in that and redraft. But I think if I was playing Dynasty, I'd give Chase Edmonds a role and I'd be fading Damian Harris because I just don't know what to make of that backfield. And if I don't have to deal with it, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Um, Chev, how about yourself? Yeah, there is no way I'm getting a Patriots back. I, I mean, it's just – you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, Rex Burkhead could pop off for three exactly. TDs. And then who is the guy we talked about last? Gray? Jonas, mean, Gray. Jonas Gray. Jonas yeah. Gray out of nowhere could bust off a four TD game whatnot. So Set your alarms, young men, if you want to be in the NFL. <laughs> Make sure you set that alarm. Yeah, set your alarm, boys. But, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the same thing. I'm going Chase Edmonds and Dynasty and, and Scott and redrafts. I mean, there's just a better chance of Scott possibly getting that run this season, I think. And you can wait longer in Dynasty for old Edmonds. So, but I mean, Edmonds, Edmonds showed he can do some things too until he got injured. And it was just bad timing because it was right after the other guy got injured. And then they brought in Kenyon Drake. And then he just had no, no run after that. So, I mean, I, I'm going with the same thing that Bob said. Okay. Yeah. Throw Nino Benjamin in this would be an easier question. Uh, sorry, no rookies, Bob. You know the deal. <laughs> Pork <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I'm gonna roll with the same thing. I mean, I I can't trust Bill Belichick. He's a slime bucket. Like you don't know what he's gonna do for fantasy. It's like you got, like he said, you got Rex Burkhead. They just gave, they just restructured his deal, so he's there. They still got White, and they still got a uh, good old broke knee Sony Michelle. So I mean, I don't know. No, hold 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 on hold on hold on. Hold on. You're talking about broke knees, Sony Michelle. <laughs> there we Schroeder. go. I'm just right. saying, Sony Michelle played every game a, last year. But he doesn't have a degenerative knee issue. 
Well, he's coming off foot surgery and yeah. didn't have a hundred yard game last year. And still, though, in redraft, as, as an aside, he was like the one guy I said, I'm not drafting this year. And then I see him at his current price and I'm yeah. giving me a shell. <laughs> I'll take two shares of that, please, right now. Get that volume. Bro. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, that's all that is. <clears throat> yeah, I'll fade uh, Damian Harris, even though I do like him. I just don't know what the hell to do with him. Um, Chase Edmonds had some great games last year, so that's definitely for me for Dynasty. And I love myself some Buck and Scott. That's like just a Darren Sproles clone, strong, fast, quick. Uh, and you know Doug Pearson will use him, and like a Swiss Army knife back there to give Mel Sanders a little bit of a spell. Thanks, Tony. I don't remember that. Nate, how about yourself? <laughs> so uh he's just looking at the screen. He has no idea. Oh, Tony. I, I'm I'm gonna follow all of you guys. And uh yeah. There I'm not touching Damian Harris. That's too much unknown for me. I like Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake has not signed an extension yet, so give me that Chase Edmonds for Dynasty. And Boston Scott is going to be relevant this year. Um, until they sign Devontae Freeman or Lamar Miller or somebody, I'm taking Boston Scott in a lot of redrafts. Okay. I just I agree with everybody on this one. So. And you realize like we just ensure Damian Harris has like a record setting season. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, what, three carries last year? Yeah, yeah it was something. Yeah. It was small. Um, hey, let's do some more backup running back, shall we? Ito Smith is at 252. Benny Snell is at 253. And Reggie Bonifon is at 257. What is so funny? Also, I feel like if I said something negative about you right now, Pork Man, you'd really come at me hard on Twitter. So why don't we start with you on this one? I will. Oh, this, this is gross. Oh, see, we, we saw like one or two runs from Bonifon last year, and that was like, it was good. But then Christian McCaffrey came back in and ran for 5,000 yards. Uh, oh, you said Bonifant, Edo Smith, and who else? Um, Benny Snell, or Benny Snail, as they referred to him after his combine workout. I'm a, All right, so I'll go Benny Snell for Dynasty um, only because I don't know what they're going to do with James Conner. They're going to just cut ties with him after this year. Um, and he'll have the backfield unless they draft somebody else or use Anthony McFarlane. Um, I use Edo Smith. <laughs> I use Edo Smith for redraft um, because of another uh, messed up broke knee. Uh, Todd Gurley, who I actually love this year uh, for redraft, but um, yeah, Edo Smith, he might get carries. Like I don't know. And I'm a fade Bonifon because he's not going to get the ball. Christian McCaffrey's on the field for 110 percent of the snaps. Okay. Um, Bob, let's go to you on this one. So this is pretty easy, right? Uh, I drafted Christian McCaffrey and redraft as we established to open the show. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, handcuff him with Reggie Bonifant uh, in redraft. Uh, in Dynasty, I'm going – well, I can't do anything with Edo Smith because nobody can. So that, just, that, much, <laughs> that pretty much seals the deal, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how you thread that needle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nate, how about yourself? Porkman, what would you say? I didn't, didn't catch No, I'm laughing at Manny on the chat. He said he thought Bob Harris was Scott Van Pelt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Manny. That's my boy. Well, Porkman, all I can say is I'm surprised that you're actually looking at the screen. But, um, yo, take that off. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'll change it. Uh, Nate, how about, did you go yet? I'm sorry. I was waiting for Porkman to see that I changed his name. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to get Bonafon for my dynasty team because if Christian McCaffrey has any injury history, uh, any injury problems coming up, I'm going to sell Bonafon for a first to whoever owns McCaffrey because they're going to freak out. And, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sell him. I don't need to play him. He's not gonna do anything if he gets touches. I mean, he'll be something, I guess, but I don't think it'll be anything special. So I'm selling him. Um, I am fading Benny Snell. I don't think he has a future with the team. Anthony McFarland isn't even gonna be the starting running back next year, most likely. They're gonna probably draft somebody or pick up one of the many, many running backs who are gonna be free agents next year. Oh, that class is gonna be so awesome, man. It's I would love if they drafted yeah. Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I love the fit, but I hate it as a Ravens fan. Well, yeah, yeah, but it works. It's exactly that's a great landing spot for him. Um, and then for redraft, I'm taking Edo Smith because he has opportunity for touches this year behind Gurley. Stop if, it! I, I drafted Todd Gurley for my Scott Fishbowl team. I believe. Yeah, I did too. I did. Too. Did we all get Todd Gurley? We like all got Todd Gurley. Did we all get Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley. I got sniped on Andy. Can you take your Andy off of there, yo? I got sniped on Todd Gurley. He got taken one pick ahead of me. He was a little upset. And no, I'm not. Him though, right? I will put whatever name up there I want. I'm the host. I mean, oh. Todd Gurley, I mean, I could see him being a top five running back this year. and wouldn't even be like hard for him as long as he's healthy. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. Um, Chev, what are your thoughts on this one? And the, wait till the, ne- the next one I have is so good. It's so good. I don't believe, I don't believe you one bit. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to roll with what Nate said. I mean, the Bonifant, I mean, he could be an absolute steal and a half. You could trade him for so much, possibly, if Chris McCaffrey gets hurt. Praying he does not get hurt. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just rolling with Nate. This is just this is just disgusting. <laughs> well, you are very welcome for that. All right, let's go to the next one then. Um, okay, this one's this might be the worst one of the whole thing. Dante Pettis is at 265. Hakeem, oh, Hakeem Butler is at 273. Now, I know he didn't do anything last year, but he was Hakeem, baby. not a rookie anymore. And Equinemia St. Brown is at 276. Since you're the only one that didn't audibly laugh, let's start with you on this one, Bob. Uh, it's because I'm shocked that these guys are all still playing football. I somehow <laughs> have not happened yet, so there's still time for them to not be. But hey, this is why we want the XFL to come back so these guys could have jobs again. So there's something I talk about a lot in fantasy football. It's called the optimism of the unknown. And so with two or three of these guys, we kind of have that. We know, though, Pettis is going to suck. So I'm going to go ahead and fade him. Uh, I'm going to say redraft St. Brown just because I don't know. There's nobody else there, you know. Well, it's shallow, shallow pool in Green Bay. And uh, and Hakeem Butler, uh, because my friend Matt Waldman really liked him coming out of college last year. And 
no other reason on Butler. Uh, if you listen to the reports out of Arizona, he's not very good. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of people, Thanks. yeah, you said Matt Walden was having him. A lot of people were too, as was I. But, um, Chef, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going the same way. I mean, St. Brown possibly could be somewhere in that offense this year. You never know. Maybe. I mean, who knows? We'll see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's got dumped by Danny Patrick or the other way around. So, I mean, he could be fight or putting a fire under his butt. So, possibly a big season for St. Brown if he's able to play and get in that offense. And then Akeem Butler, I want him for a dynasty. Uh, getting Kyler Murray as your quarterback and kind of being in the offense that runs a lot of plays. If he can find his way onto the field, I mean, that could be a big thing. He's a big wide receiver and can go up and make big plays. Uh, hopefully he's able to pan out, but um, fading, who is the other one? Oh, Dante Pettis. Oh, God. He, he ruined me last year, man. I was I was kind of high on him a little bit. and Mike was really, really high on him. I mean, whoo, yeah. at least he wasn't that guy. Yeah, I – I had a slow, slow death on that Dante Pettis. So, would you say that all these guys suck? Right? You, we could say no. That. I would say I would there's some of them we don't know. Well, I mean, we we've don't heard know that Hakeem Butler. We know we've heard Hakeem Butler sucks, but we haven't actually seen it yet. <laughs> um, that said, I mean, you're, you know, I'm guessing he's like a Fitzgerald away from, you know, actually having some kind of role. So it may be a year yeah. away. So, which gives us another year to, to hope and think, wow, uh, we don't know how bad he sucks yet. Get so, I together. like that about him. But I, I do think the Green Bay thing, I mean, you'll be surprised to learn they didn't draft anybody to help Aaron Rodgers, only to replace him, apparently. Um, and so, I guess, I, you know, I guess that's where we're splitting this, how we're splitting this up. It's just, it's this is strictly an optimism of the unknown. Right? We know how bad Dante Pettis sucked last year, given a great opportunity, right? And then they bring in more bodies. They have more guys coming back that were hurt last year. Uh, they have a big slot guy and a little slot guy, apparently, in San Francisco. A team that doesn't really want to throw the football has, like, specialty slot men. I don't know where Dante Pettis fits in there. Okay. Well, I kind of think these guys suck. Just like hurting yourself while manscaping. Sorry, Bob. Got to do a promo here. Hey, live sports are back. Are you ready to have smooth balls while watching the pros throw or dunk balls? It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. I didn't come up with this. I just printed it out, by the way. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Ever hurt yourself? You need a light down there? They got it. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. Now you can play with your balls while watching these games on the couch. I swear I did not type this up. They actually released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail trimming kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slashed tip tweezers rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. There it is right there. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost so you can get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code PORK20 at manscaped.com. 
So get 20% off and free shipping with the code pork20 manscapecom Again, that is 20% off and free shipping. We're two away from getting that four-year sponsorship. Everybody, two, two. So to everybody that's bought anything from Manscaped, we thank you. Your ladies, thank you. Or your, your guys, whatever you're into. I don't care. Just make sure you download the episode. Honestly, I don't care. And buy from Manscaped. So, um, so this my, wouldn't be a good point to bring up my sponsor, Manwax. So that, no. <laughs> hey, if you if you're sponsored by anybody, go ahead, Bob. No, no, no. Manwax, so, I like it. Like it's crazy. aloe, aloe. What, what did I aloe. say? Aloe, dude. I'm from the East Coast, man. What do you want from me? I get you're. We're barely <laughs> grows in my backyard. Aloe. We're. We're seriously barely literate over here. So um, true, true. Did you did you guys want to touch on Pettis, Hakeem Butler, and Equinemia St. Brown? I'm just not even. I would love to hear your your thought on uh, these guys because I know you liked Dante Pettis a lot. And where are you at on that guy, man? You still got him on your teams, or what's going on here? No, I sold him for whatever I could get him. I'm pretty sure someone just gave me not even a whole ham sandwich, just like a piece of ham that might have even fallen on the ground, and I just took it. Because it was better than three for that. <laughs> oh, all day. Lawnmower 3.0 is where it's at. I'm telling you. Listen, Bob, that thing works awesome. That's all I can say. Yeah. Right? I'm telling you. Just don't use it upstairs or downstairs. That's all. I mean, Pork used it on his head. I mean, look at that guy. It's a straight bald right there. It looks really good. It looks a little glistening. Yep. Looks good. Just remember, don't drink and drive your lawnmower 3.0, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> yeah. bad accidents can happen. Um, all right, so that y'all have me going. That was good. Um, it's a beauty. So for me, I would take Equinemius St. Brown and redraft. Might get points this year. Hakeem Butler and Dynasty, and I'm fading Dante Pettis. I'm doing all that same stuff. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. So, um, thank God that question's over. That was worse than I expected it to be. You made it. I mean, it's not our fault. You did it. All right, well, I made this when I was trying to take lunch one day and someone was talking to me. Lunch break is Cody. what I do. It, it was Cody. He ruins everything, seriously. Um, hey, before we do some more, can I get into a listener question real quick? Sure. Yeah. Is that cool? Bob, yeah, we're going to need your help on this one. Please. Um, so this one is from Superfan Mike Nooney, and he wants to know, let's see. Porkman will be your son, Dad. It's okay. It's okay. He will be your son. He can take my spot. If there is no season this year, how is the draft order for Dynasty Leagues next year determined? I would say this is just my opinion. Yeah, I I don't know because most leagues have had their draft. I'd say if you didn't have your draft yet, you just keep your keep the same. I don't know. Bob, look, I'm going to go to you on this one. Maybe you have some insights on this because I honestly don't know how to answer this question. These would be unique times we're in, yeah. uh, unprecedented perhaps. And uh, so, I, look, you could kind of blaze your own trail here. I think you could make an argument for, as you said, it, it, definitely if you haven't drafted yet, you would just carry it over. If you, ha- if you have drafted and you're going into next year without playing any games, which I find impossible to imagine even happening um, because the karma – I just don't talk, you know, I don't want to anger the football gods. So um, I'm going to say, I would just draw, I mean, you would do some kind of drawing, some kind of lottery to figure out order, uh, whether it's, you know, drawing from a hat or whatever, just something random that seems like nobody would gain an advantage and, and I uh, hate doing things like that. But again, unique times call for unique measures. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, I mean, that could really spice some leagues up. I mean, some leagues that aren't very active. I mean, you do a little lottery draft, teams are starting to pay attention to that. I mean, they're thinking they can maybe get the first-round pick or the first pick. I mean, that's really cool. It, it gets really tricky if you've already traded some of your picks, and some people maybe have two or three picks. That could be real spicy. So, uh, I mean, Pops, uh, don't worry. Your money is going to stay in my pocket. I will not be <laughs> giving back any money from any of our leagues that we're in together. I uh, appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to do the lottery kind of aspect of it. I mean, it just seems more fun and more spicy to me than just doing something kind of weak. Yeah, so the best idea I've heard so far is pretty similar to the NBA lottery draft. Um, yeah. So whoever was first pick this year, say they get like, you know, six, you know, little papers in the hat. And then whoever second pick, it's like five papers in the hat. That way, whoever is, you know, farther down, they don't have the same chance as someone who's was first this year. That way you don't have like the, a really good contender getting the first overall pick next year. But it does give some, you know, random aspect to it that makes it exciting. So it could become an event of its own. Yeah, that's true. That could work. Yeah. Um, all right. Let us move on. Um, here's another good one. Good or bad, I don't know. Carlos Hyde at 215, Adrian Peterson at 226, and Jarek McKinnon at 231. God bless Mike. <laughs> Look, so my whole my whole thing is, and I was talking to uh, Nate last night about this. Um, the way I do things is a lot of people are doing the same things right now. Like every podcast is doing the same thing. I want to make things a little bit different. I want people to say those rewind guys are different, and I really want to make you guys think. Um, so I'll say it again. Carlos Hyde, Adrian Peterson, Jarek McKinnon. Bob, you seem really excited about this question, so let's start with you. I'm baffled. Um, this, <laughs> I'm baffled. This is, I love this is, it. This is, like a, you know, this is legitimately tough because I have great, uh, great investment in Chris Carson, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal season, and – you know, maybe I'd like to handcuff him and, and redraft. Um, I don't know if Carlos Hyde is going to be the handcuff all year. Maybe at some point Rashad Penny is back. Uh, that seems like most likely, even if it isn't, uh, you know, the DJ first half Dallas. of the season. Uh, and not him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. This is this is super tough. Uh, Peterson probably for redraft because uh, maybe there's some goal line, uh, some touchdown equity to be found there. Uh, they haven't ruled that possibility out. I know it messes with my uh, dynasty share of Darius Geis. Um, but, man, I'm going to have him forever, and he's going to be really good as soon as he's not hurt. Um, uh, man, this, this is almost like – this is as hard – the other ones I could at least, you know, figure out how to, you know, navigate the – this one is harder. I mean, aside from Peterson being locked in, I'm probably going to say that, and I'm probably going to go hide – because maybe he gets another chance to kind of contribute at some point. Um, maybe when the Seahawks release and the Eagles decide their committee needs to be bigger. <laughs> maybe. Not that I'm fit. Being, I'm being imaginative here, man. It's how it is. It's how <laughs> and then you're going to fade on McKinnon then, right? I'm going to fade on McKinnon. Look, I love McKinnon. And I think, you know, if he were sound, he would be the different piece in the San Francisco offense, and they obviously paid him a lot of money and had high hopes and plans for him. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be able to get on the field. I mean, you know, we thought he was going to get there last year, and he didn't. If I had more confidence in, in, in his knee, 
this would be an easy call. It would be him in Dynasty. And so, uh, but I just don't, I don't have that level of confidence because I, number one, I own him or I have shares in a number of leagues, at least two. Uh, and last year in a, in a league that I'm in, uh, I drafted him about, oh, we, we drafted really early. Uh, and I blame Scott Barrett. It's at least the way to go, Scott. <laughs> um, and, and he got, you know, the, then he got hurt subsequent, just like shortly after uh, the, the, I drafted him. And so I'm holding on to him with some hope, but I, I don't really have any hope. I'm just holding on to him because I'm still pissed off that I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do that too. It's like, I don't care if this guy's hurt. I'm hanging on to him so, until so, he's so not in the league. In that same league, it's a two quarterback league, uh, and I drafted Andrew Luck was my first pick overall in that oh, draft, oh, and so uh, I've been chasing quarterbacks ever since. And and I'm not letting go of Luck either. Hell no. Uh, even though I have no reason at all to believe he will ever play football again, just not letting him go, man. I can't do it. So um, there's a, a good friend of ours and one of our former co-hosts, Garrett Price. Um, someone had asked him at one point, "Do you think it's safe to drop Gronk?" And he said, "Yeah, you could you could drop Gronk." And then he gets traded about four hours later. So he, I felt he felt really bad because he told the guy, "Like, yeah, get rid of him." And then obviously now he's relevant again. So these right. things there, there's going to come there's going to come a point where I have to move on from these pieces. I'm just not there yet. And this after last year battling the quarterback battle, I'm still uh, fighting that battle. Matthew Barry is trying to trade for one of my extra quarterbacks that I'll never play again. <laughs> and it's been like a three month thing. I'll just get texts. I'll go, no, <laughs> no, I'm still fighting last year's war and I'm not going to finish until I'm damn well ready. In my one dynasty league up until last year, somebody was still rostering Calvin Johnson. So yeah, oh. I can see that. Do you guys want to take a crack at this one? Or yeah. 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 All right, Nate, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, McKinnon, Hyde, and Peterson. 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 All right. So I'm going to fade Hyde because I think Chris Carson is going to get the lion's share of carries. And then I like DJ Dallas. Penny will get in there by week six or seven when he's off the uh, pup list. So it's just a crowded backfield. Hyde's not going to be able to do too much. Um, so I'm going to fade him. I'm going to take McKinnon in redraft. Um, I have too many Mostert shares for me to hope that he gets traded because there's no better place than the 49ers for him. True. But if he does, um, McKinnon becomes someone very valuable um, if he's healthy, of course. And I'm going to take Adrian Peterson in Dynasty because Bryce Love's going to be hurt. Darius Geis is going to be hurt. Antonio Gibson is Cordell Patterson. Whoa. So... <laughs> Um, Adrian Peterson yeah, has. Pick. Adrian Peterson says he wants to play like four or five more years. Sign him up for my dynasty team. I'll get those solid eight points every week. <laughs> Listen, if you guys knew how many leagues I had Adrian Peterson in, because when you get so late in drafts, he's just, he's there, and you're like, you know what? He's probably a better flex play or bye week fill in than a lot of these other guys. Where you know, if Adrian Peterson's on the field. He's getting the ball. Like they're mm-hmm. they're not going to have him pass protect really. They're not going to send him mm-hmm. out on routes. He's going to get handed the ball. He's probably going to hurt somebody. He's still a violent runner, even 
you know, he's been in the league for how long? So he is productive enough to be a decent fill. And people tell me I'm stupid, but it's like, all right, man, when you're scouring the waiver wire in week 11, we got nothing. I'll just plug Adrian Peterson in right there. Except for Scott Fishbowl. Week eight, I'm like really screwed. <laughs> Adrian Peterson's Frank Gore. That's what it is. I, he's he's better though I think, and that's no disrespect to Frank Gore at all. I a lot of respect to Frank Gore in his game, but Adrian Peterson's just he's a different, he's a different animal, man. Like I meant longevity wise, but yeah. Well, okay, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, <laughs> what was funny? The only thing I can think of right there is when Garrett's always like, "Well, you know, you're not wrong, but you're not right." Yeah, yeah I just felt like one of those moments was right there, and. I, I miss those moments for sure. Yeah. Um, do you guys, any, anyone else want to take a crack at this one? You can also pass too. doesn't matter. No, I'm, I mean, I'm with Bob. I mean, in that Seattle offense, I mean, they're going to play whoever's got the hot hand. I feel like, I mean, Chris Carson's going to be the guy, but I mean, if he goes down and Carlos Hyde's able to step up and take that role, I mean, he's going to be in there taking the plays. I mean, he's going to be the guy running out of football. I mean, I don't think they want to throw that much, but I got a feeling that offense might change a little bit. I mean, you got DK Metcalf and you got Lockett there still. I mean, that's some dynamic wide receivers. And you throw in Greg Olson's old self. So, I mean, he can still do some damage, but I'm wrong with what Bob said. Okay. And Porkman, did we get yours yet? Or? No, nah, not yet. I feel like. I feel like if I don't put Adrian Peterson in redraft for Dynasty, he's going to come to my house and fight me. So, <laughs> yeah, he will. He will. I will be there for it too because I'm going to give him your address. <laughs> No, no, he's gonna beat me the hell up. Um, <laughs> with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Lordy. I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go AP for redraft. Uh, like, like you said, Mike, he's gonna give you like that that solid floor, like eight, seven points. Might get you a touchdown, thirty yards, something like that. Yeah. Some goofy. Um, I'm gonna fade high for the reasons Nate said. Um, Chris Carson is really good and if Rashad Penny doesn't come back which I don't think he will in my opinion I'm in love with DJ Dallas that guy is to me he's he can be something in that offense because yeah. they love they love just to run the ball they like strong runners and he can do that um for dynasty my friends gonna laugh at me but I, I love myself with Jared McKinnon that first year he was supposed to be there he gave him all that money he's supposed to start and then uh his knee just went to doo-doo so I feel like now, like he came out with that huge spark score, and he can really he can run. He's quick, and I think he fits in that offense. So, if he can do something with that, I can I'll ride with him for dynasty. He can get like a little he can get a little extension if he does well this year. Parkman's a big guy, and if your knee is messed up, he wants you on his team. That's what I'm getting <laughs> yeah, out of this. If you got glass knees, fire me up. You're on my Fix team. It. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> go, go to Dr. Andrews. He'll fix up your knee. Yeah. And there you'll you be go. good. Yeah, hey, Porkman, I tore my ACL. You want me on your team? Sure. <laughs> Nate, you, you already know. You're my starting whatever whatever you can do. I want you, you guys, to start. You guys are already on a team. We're all on the same team together. So, all right. Well, I'm, yeah. hoping, to, I'm hoping to get like... traded. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> where, where would you like to get traded? Uh, we're we're going to trade you to Dynasty Trades HQ. <laughs> oh boy! Give me the true north, baby. Send me to the north. Okay, fire me we're, north, we're, baby. We're training you to Doug. Doug, Doug can <laughs> use Oklahoma boys, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, there exactly. you go. Okay. All right, 
we got time for one more. Yeah, we're we're getting close to an hour. But this, I think, this is a good one. This one, um, because I could really go. There's one guy I'm not the biggest fan of on this list, but here we go. Austin Eckler, ADP of 30. Kenyon Drake is 32, and Aaron Jones is 34. So mm-hmm. this one's tough for me. Um, Bob, how are you feeling about this one? Um, not great because I don't have a great deal of trust in any of these, any of them. I mean, you know, not an inordinate amount of trust. So I'm going to go Ackler in uh, Dynasty. Uh, I'm going to go Drake and redraft because I'm assuming this is PPR. And I'm going to say Aaron Jones, you know, brings up, I'm going to fade him. Uh, not because I think they're going to bail on him, not because I think he's horrible. I mean, the obvious touchdown regression is coming. But he's in a contract year. Maybe he goes on to another team in the future and 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 carries on some greatness. But there's that level of uncertainty kind of takes him out of the dynasty discussion for me. And I'm not really worried about the addition of AJ Dillon. Uh, I'm not really worried about you know Jamal Williams still being there. You know they're going to run it up. But I, but I just think the other two I like them a little more. And and I'm saying this with Drake. You know realizing. I'm working on a thin margin in the total belief that Adam Gaze is the only thing that keeps anyone from being really good. Yeah, that's the true. fucking word. Yeah, that's true. Um, Except but, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis. Yeah. yeah, Jarvis is the man. Um, I'm just going to do this one real quick. So um, I'll take Austin Eckler for redraft. Um, I'm going to take Kenyon Drake for dynasty. I just like Drake a little bit better. I don't know if Austin Eckler long-term can hold up. I'm going to fade Aaron Jones. For a lot of the reasons Bob said, um, plus we all know that AJ Dillon is just such a magnificent running back. It's so, a man, Bob. On this show, we're not really big AJ Dillon fans, so yeah, I'm yeah. It's not like uh, I'm not sure about that guy either. But uh, there's a lot of bodies there, and Aaron Rodgers is still there. I have it on good authority; he's still capable of playing. Whatever Danica Patrick says, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of scares me as a Bears fan, man. I mean. This could just light a fire in him, and he's just a free man now. He can probably chug beer better. I mean, I don't know. He could do amazing things now, and it kind of worries me, even though they, they had a it. little slighted, too. They have a great draft. They had a great draft, though, so that makes me feel a little bit better. All right, Chev, you want to take this question? Yeah, so I had this decision in the Scott Fishbowl, and I decided to roll with Drake in redraft, and I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going to roll with Austin Eckler in Dynasty. Uh, just that pass catching aspect. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, even though they don't have Phillip Rivers anymore, but I still think he'll be in that role pretty good. And I still think he'll get those catches. And then Aaron Jones is just the unknown. I mean, I feel like he'll have a great year this year. Like he's like Bob said, the TDs are just not going to be there like they were last season. I mean, that was an incredible season. And he beat me in one of my fantasy leagues in the championship for that last run. And, you know, I'm just not a Packers guy. I can't have those guys on my team. And, it cost me last season, so maybe I should get on that that hype train. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who are we gonna let's go to Pork Man before he falls asleep. Hey, you already it's the rocking chair. My I know. Cool. Get out of the rocking chair. <laughs> I was comfortable. Ah, uh, shoot. Um, so for Dynasty, I'm gonna go Kenyon Drake. I believe in his talent. Uh for redraft. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go the opposite of Austin Eckler. That's going to be my fade. Uh, Austin Eckler is going to be my fade only because of his body. I'm not too sure. He's a small guy. He is strong, but I'm not too sure if he's going to be able to hold up 
Um, and he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. I'm not too sure if Tyrod and Justin Herbert are going to be doing the same things. That's going to be my only worry. Um, Aaron Jones is a supreme talent. He's fast. He got hands. And I feel as though if he goes somewhere else, he can produce on another offense. So I'm going to just go that route. Okay. And Nate, how about yourself? So I'm taking Eckler for Dynasty. Uh, that's the easy decision here. Um, I think Eckler in PPR leagues is going to be an RB1 for the next two or three years. I think he's schemed into that offense. It's not just Phillip Rivers with the checkdowns. I think it's part of their offense is getting Austin Eckler involved and will be that for the next couple of years. So I'm not worried at all about him um, dropping off the edge. And so then it's Drake versus Jones. And I'm going to go ahead with... Jones for redraft. Um, I think Edmonds gets some touches in Arizona. Drake had some big games, but also had some bad games with Arizona at the end. He wasn't consistent. So I think Edmonds gets some touches there. It's going to be a lot of passing there. Um, So I'm going to fade Drake and take Aaron Jones this year. AJ Dillon does not worry me at all. They want to throw the ball. Um, No, sorry. The Packers don't want to throw the ball. Uh, that's why they drafted a fullback in the third round. Um, like tight end. With slash yeah. tight end, yeah. That was your boy, too, Dave. Oh, I like DeGore, but they said they want to use him as a, like a fullback, H-back, so we'll see. Yeah, but, they, I mean, LaFleur, he wants to run the ball. He wants to be a good defense, hard, hit you in the mouth, run the ball, and keep it low scoring and control the time of the clock. So Aaron Jones is my pick for redraft this year. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. All right, um, Bob, before we wrap this up, our intern texted me a question that he has for you. He okay. wants he wants to know, what are your thoughts on Miles Sanders? Hold or sell with high price? His ADP I'm, has been coming up a lot lately. So, Right, I've, I've been talking about this. I'm, start, I'm getting to the point now where <clears throat> I feel like I'm underweight on him, like in best ball leagues, which is kind of how I judge some of these things because I'm in a lot of best ball drafts right now. And so I'm like starting to buy some, but I don't like the price. Every time I do it, I feel dirty. So, um, and it's just like, it's not anything about him. I thought he was phenomenal. I mean, if he, if he gets a similar role to what he had down the stretch last year, he was the team's most dangerous playmaker, uh, both, you know, out of the backfield and down the field. And I just don't know if that's the role they want him in. I don't know if they're going to go away from the committee. And so if I could sell him high right now, I would sell him high right now. Okay. There you go, Sean. Yes. Hey, also, Sean, uh, I think we're going to go on strike and try to get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, give me your PayPal or Venmo. I told you. Um, <laughs> Nate, what, what do you want to say, Nate? Porkman, you want to make a bet? Oh, I'm listening. Let's Sean, go. Sean, get get the paper out. Write this bet down. Oh, by the way, Sean, well, it, depends I on, it depends on if I agree on it. No, you're, no, you're agreeing. Also, uh, Sean, the Robbie Anderson Curtis Samuel trade. Um, our friend Alexa at Alexa Talks Trades. She wants in on the Curtis Samuel side with us. She did agree. If she loses, she will come on and do a shot uh, with all of us. So, Sean, right. do your thing, your intern stuff, and write that down. Nate, go ahead. What is the bet? All right. Who scores more in PPR? Um, points per game, minimum 12 games played. Austin Eckler versus Miles Sanders. I'll take the Eckler side. I'm taking that mm. side. I'll take the Sanders side. All right, here we go. There, we'll do... That was that easy. That easy. One, one, two, 
Wait, wait, you got a lot of shots coming, so 17. You know, more than I do. So you got like five with Chev. Yeah, well, Ertz that is was on me. Goddard, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, see, Bob even said that Ertz is gonna outscore Goddard. So Nate's hot takes, go. man. You, yeah. you don't take stuff easy. You got if you're gonna take a hot take, you make it hot. So what are we what are we wait, settling going on down here? my throat? We just do the one shot. This one. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, now, what we need to discover when we're doing these shots, or discover, discuss, I should say, are we going to be doing a liquor of the winners choosing, or are we just going to use like whatever we have at home? Because we don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to go out and buy something that I'm going to do a couple shots of and never touch no, just again. The, yeah, just whatever you got. Because somebody yeah. will be dumb and say, take a shot at Everclear, and I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm not, <laughs> also, I'm not, we're all going to end up taking like a dozen shots. So just get yeah. one thing you like. That's going to be a fun episode. So <laughs> we'll we'll do that as a bonus YouTube only thing. So you know, that'll be good. So yeah, Sean, that that's written down. All right, that's good. So um before we head out, Bob, thank you again for hanging out, but um Chev, I believe you have something for us that you're looking up right now. Yeah, did we get a chance to ask uh Bob about the the real Jack or the sorry. The real Jefferson Who's going to be the better Jefferson? We, we, you know everybody's going to have the same answer. No, you know it's easy. That's not even. That's not even. That's not even a question. I don't even know how that's a question. <laughs> Which one is it for you, Van or Justin Jefferson, Bob? It's Justin. I mean, it's not even close. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Bob, didn't you know that Van Jefferson is the best route runner in the class? I look. I know all this. I also know that my shares of Josh Reynolds demand that Van Jefferson not be a damn thing. When Van Jefferson overtakes Josh Reynolds, I will personally talk to you on Twitter myself, possibly in the DM. I will, I will look forward to that. No I would bet you liquor, but I don't drink, so you won't like me when I drink. I'll, I'll drink take, for Bob on that. I'll take shots of water. It's fine. All right. All right. Fair well, Chef, Chef said he would. He would Maple drink syrup, boys. Maple syrup. There we go. Yeah. Be I don't real do man. that either. No, maybe I'll go ahead. I could do that. I could do that. Uh, hey, Chef, but, you said you have a verse, right, Chef? Yes. All right, Chef. I got, actually, I can, I'll do one. I'll give you a week off. Okay. All right. That's what I like to hear, baby. I got you. So I'm coming from uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 12 and 13. It says, but before all these... They shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. So the thought of the day is tomorrow's testimony. Hold on, here we go. Your commitment to the Lord will cause the enemy to rise up against you. Do not allow any temporary setbacks to diminish your confidence. The Lord is yet with you. And be assured that you are coming out victorious. So for me, to me, this is like a testimony for being fantasy football. Last year, just sitting at my job, not doing anything. And I'm like, what a, What the hell am I? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, he well, froze. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a good verse. Yeah, I will say I will say I'll come. I'll chime in a little I'm bit. Back. Oh, there he is. Okay. I'm here. But see, right. the devil is oh, trying yeah, to hold you back on. there. The devil is trying to hold you it back. Is. I mean, just Robot like you said. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but my my to me, I'm going back to what I said. My testimony is um last year I didn't have I didn't have this. Now I'm on a podcast, I'm on a faith-based podcast with Chev and Nate and, and Andy Holloway over here. <laughs> Dollar and, store Andy uh, Holloway. <laughs> Clarence. I've made so many, I've made so many <laughs> Clarence. And I made so many <laughs> friends through this. And I really appreciate all of this. And I feel as though God has placed me in the right position to to be in this position. And I'm forever grateful. Yeah. yeah. Porkman, thank you for sharing. You're a great man. We're glad you're here. Um, Bob, we're glad that you were here. Um, thank you again for coming on, hanging out with us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you're a guy I love following on Twitter. Um, thank you. And just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, um, when your parents say you can't listen to heavy metal music when you get older, Bob and I are living proof that you can do that. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's fine. I see this stuff that Bob puts on Facebook, and I'm like, he likes them. Bob's like my favorite person in the world, man. It's awesome. But you listen to a lot of everything too. It's not just heavy metal. Like I see you put a lot of other stuff up there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got you know uh, a song a day just because uh, Facebook is much like Twitter, uh, a place where there's so much negativity. Uh, mm-hmm. It just seems like a little music uh, helps everyone out, and you know, even in times where you know we've got troubles and issues and things swirling around us. Uh, there's uh, for me music addresses a lot of these issues and and uh, speaks to a lot of people and talks a lot about history and things going on around us. So um, the music is uh, is a safe space for me. Uh, mostly the metal music, but but pretty much all music. If someone does something really good, I can listen to them do it. Well, I will say this: a lot of people ask me, "How can you listen to music that's so angry?" That's how I get my anger out. It's either. Yeah. Do that, so or it, it, it's like football, though, right? It's precise, it's intense, it's aggressive. Uh, that's what I like about metal music. It reminds me of football. It reminds me of the game. And uh, the better it is, the more precise it is, the more intense it is, the more angry it is. Uh, the more I love it. Yeah. Hey, me too. I'm the same way. People are like, "How can you listen to that stuff?" It's like, "Hey, you know what? I don't listen to what." B104 around here tells me to listen to the popular stations. You know, say what you want about the music I listen to, but these guys actually write their own stuff. And, you know, it's all it's all just screaming. You try to do it. Yeah. You, you tell me. You <laughs> tell me. You know what I mean? So um, also, Bob, the bet is going to be you versus Porkman doesn't have to be alcohol. If you're available to come back on, uh, you're more than welcome, of course. If not, Chev will gladly drink for you. And if you're on, you can <laughs> do whatever you want. So I'll have um, a jug of maple syrup with me. Yeah, there you go. There we yeah, go. Suck it, pork. Yeah, and I'll dip some bacon in it. I'll be good. <laughs> not, not only was Bob a fantastic guest, but he's he's talking trash on pork, man. You gotta love it. Um, I'm fine with that. I'll take yeah. all. I'll I'm, take gonna, all I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to the next level, pork man. I'm a I'm a plant based eater. Sorry, man. No bacon. <laughs> oh, oh look. There we go. You you literally anyway. you literally just took a year off pork man's life with that. Did you? <laughs> he was middle aged. I mean now he... <laughs> yeah now I'm old crap. Oh um, Andy Holloway over here. Hey hey I'm only I'm only thirty five. Come on man. Oh no, no I'm, I'm one hundred and ten. I credit the plant based stuff. Well you look freaking good. <laughs> See yeah look good for one hundred and ten man. So, Bob, thank you. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you again for coming on. Where can we find you on Twitter? 
uh, at football diehard and uh and you can also find me at footballdiehard.com also have our magazines will be out uh for weird year we didn't do as many as usual two two copies the 31st edition of our fantasy football pro forecast and the 20th anniversary edition of the football diehards magazine and if you subscribe to the serious xm fantasy sports radio thing you can hear me there too all right so check out bob harris all the great stuff that he's doing not only is he putting out great content He's a fantastic guy too. Um, so now, just so you guys know, uh, next week is going to be a little bit different. Next week's episode is pre-recorded. I'm being forced to go on vacation uh, with my in-laws, so um, I'm, anticipa- I'm anticipating I'll be home by Tuesday. Uh, but, so we have a pre-recorded episode. So until two weeks, when I see you again, Chev, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm just going to go off Porks first too. I mean, once you accept God into your life. Things don't get easier. Like things are going to get a little bit tougher. I mean, you got the devil working against you even harder now, trying to get you away from that. Uh, so be aware of that. If you ever need to talk to anybody, this group is somebody that you can reach out to, and we're always there to help you guys out, no matter what's going on in your life. So that's one thing I really do love about this group. We talked about being faith based. I mean, just being positive in the community. Summer of love with the boys at Dynasty Rewind. Uh, it's definitely a blessing to have the positive uh, vibes that these guys put out on Twitter and whatever else they do. Uh, but you can find me at ChevBoyRD on Twitter. And that is boy with an I. And yes. Nate, where can we find you? You can find me at Nate NFL. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> Pork, Pork Man, I'm just going to say we can find you at Antonio Gibson 1 4. Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FF Porkman. And guys that's watching or listening, Manscaped.com. Use that promo code Pork20. <laughs> I'm telling you, your balls will be smooth. I'm Get the you, deodorant. Man. Get the deodorant, boys. I promise. All right. It's worth Some it. Underwear. Underwear is fire. Smooth. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> All right, well, you can get the fire underwear, but you also still didn't tell me where we could find you on Twitter. He did. Porkman. I did. I wasn't listening. I was putting the promo yeah, code. Of course. Dollar store. He was thinking about the manscaping and the smooth balls. <laughs> <laughs> has a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but until, well, you'll hear me uh, next week. You'll hear Nate. Uh, we, we did a Debbie episode. So it was uh, myself, the head of our Debbie department. A um, couple other great guests. But if you want to find the second best host on Twitter, you could follow me at DMBauer85. I would prefer you follow this show at Dynasty Rewind. And until next time, everybody, be kind. Be kind. Really screwed up. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, everybody. Clarence Andy Holloway. <laughs>